sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming to you here on the Sportsbook Radio Network. Series Jim 204. It's a holiday for some. A holiday for me. I, I'm like, hey, the Sabres are playing a hockey game today. Uh, like, I haven't seen these guys. They, the Devils, they don't play for a few more days. Hockey, we'll get into that. Uh, all these teams coming off the shelf. We got the Daytona 500, we'll recap. And uh, the golf was pretty exciting. Baseball's are coming. We always keep our eye on the NFL. We're always looking at college hoops. Some teams are playing, some aren't. The NBA, which heard Kevin Durant's nicked up. Lots on the docket, lots to talk about as we just jumpstart a brand new week. Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapshot. Our producer, Chris Pavona, back in New York. Uh, trust us, he's there. He, cased, he just got back from the dentist. So he's sitting at his computer with a drool cup right now. Just drooling all over himself. And then Stevie, on the way to work, flat tire, you need all four brand new tires. Yeah. You guys, your week's off to a great start. My weekend was not good. My, we had, again, the, uh, the, the race last night starts at like 9 o'clock our time. I was up until, I was working at Don Best until like 1 in the morning because you have to wait for the uh, tech inspection to complete before you can you know, post the post the oh, winners in good our luck props. Inspecting those cars. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, so and then uh, and then I watched the Knights game. By the way, another team coming off the shelf. Colorado played their lungs out. Then the Knights get the win. But what a fantastic effort! By I I don't know how these teams are doing this. You would think that they'd be a little rusty. You know, sitting around for a couple of weeks. That's not been the case in the National Hockey League. There are several games in the NHL this week, so you're always trying to find like a little edge, and is this not the the weirdest correlation I could come up with to point you in the direction of making a play? The Sabres play the Islanders today, all right? The Sabres' last game, let me double-check this here, exactly how far back it was. Their last game was January 31st against the Devils. It was the Devils' last game as well. All these teams are coming off a shelf or winning these hockey games. It's beyond belief. So if the Sabres beat the Islanders tonight, then that should probably point you in Minnesota's direction tomorrow night against the Kings because they're coming off a long layoff. And if Buffalo and Minnesota win, then you probably want to end up looking forward to the Devils and it looks like they're not back in action. Where are they? I mean, they they got to get back soon. Oh, on Tuesday. Tuesday, the Devils finally return to action. 
when they play the Rangers. So if one wins today, you might want to play the other two tomorrow. I'm not sure I'd wait. What what's uh are the Islanders favored? Are are they at the aisle? No, it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. No, so, the, the the play, if you want to play, again, you know, lay the lay the No, it's half. five and a half under a quarter. I don't know what they're thinking. Obviously the Islanders are a team that plays good defense and low scoring. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's a higher-scoring team coming off the shelf, and everybody that was on the list, they thought they weren't going to get back. They got everybody back but Sam Reinhardt. So I think, and it's the first of a two-game set, and I'm telling you, first game high-scoring, second game low-scoring, and they're giving you five and a half. They're giving you plus money to play over five and a half. And the Islanders have gotten better scoring lately, probably just a short run. They're not a scoring team, but, but they have been scoring a few more goals lately. Well, we're trying to put the Rubik's Cube together. Um, we're not going to be able to do this in two minutes, but Daytona was spectacular. We'll have more. We'll, we won't just cram it in and run away from it. It was, it was great. I played four guys, and I wasn't – I had the right train of thought. In restrictor plate racing, you've got to swing for defense, right? Anything can happen. McDowell that was at 80-1. to 1. I had Jamie McMurray, Kurt Busch, Tyler Reddick, and Ryan Newman, and the lowest of them was 35-1. to 1. That's how that those restrictor plate races go. The big accident happens. What was it? The fifteenth lap. I lost. Basically, I lost all four. McMurray was still in there, and Bush was running good, but he was four laps down the time it took to fix the car. But the first accident was Kyle Bush with the bump draft bumped into Bell, who sent everybody haywire. And then the tail end, the wild finish, you know, who's at fault? They're all going for it. But Keselowski, he had that thing set up so perfectly, and they talked about it. Watch him, watch him. He's going to go back. He's going to take back and set up a run and get a big push with the line. And the push he got was unbelievable. He'd have been, a, he'd have been gone. And, you know, Logano is Logano. He, he, he'd come down. He was going to protect that. But the irony of it is it was his teammate. And that, that was that was all she wrote. But that I will say this. Thankfully, you know, twenty years after what happened to Dale Hernard and then what happened to Ryan Newman last you saw that accident. Man alive. I mean Kyle Bush, he just he T boned Kislowski and then T Kislowski went airborne, the whole back of the car come off because he, he hit one of the stanchions in, in the retainer wall. Wild finish. We'll talk more about that. And what's coming up in NASCAR? Because I think you can make some dough. We're having fun. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Off of the races on a Monday. Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio on Monday. Scott Farrell coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern. Second hour, Chuck Esposito is going to join us, our good friend from Sunset Stations. We jumpstart our brand new week. Let's go back to the uh, Daytona for a second. A, there were people there. 
I mean, I don't know how many come back at night after the rain. But they got that race in. That was like a treat. Like, oh, man, okay. Night, it turned into a nighttime thing. But it was good fun. So then they end up with a road course race next week back in Daytona because they want, you know, they want to do the Sonoma thing, but California, you can't do anything. So they're doing a road race staying at Daytona next week. And the last race was Chase Elliott, who started at the back of the pack and basically was right there at the end. He's a great road course driver. Uh, and he slammed into Blaney, who's got the, the worst luck. I mean, this guy, his car's a rocket sled. He gets in trouble all the time. And then Kyle Busch won the um, road course race prior to the, what were we? We had the duels, the clash, and the, well, the clash was the road race. The clash was the road race. It was called the clash. So they'll tee that one back up again next week. Then I guess they go to Arizona. Then they come here. It used to be the stupidest thing, Stevie. They do Daytona, mm-hmm. and then they would come to Vegas, right? And then they'd go back to Atlanta. Yeah, like duh. <laughs> I mean, you you want to see one of the most unbelievably choreographed and impressive things? Used to go to the race out here at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Our buddy Tony Miller, uh, the racing sportsbook director at the Golden Knight. His wife worked at the Speedway, okay. so we go to the race every year. And then we kind of stick around and wait for her to be done. And then then we get out of her. But you stand there and the race ends. And literally, it's like all the pit boxes. It's like a tool chest. Basically, it's like a it's a humongous tool chest. Right. They just, you know, walls come up, boom, boom. It's like a big box. They they and they, somehow they they bring it, they lower it down, boom, boom, boom. It's a box. The cars on, and, and all the 18-wheelers are right behind the garage. Like, all the pits, pit boxes are torn down. The cars are on the 18-wheelers. I'm telling you, half of them are on the way out the door, out the track, while the guy's still in victory lane doing the celebratory interviews and all this. In like 20 minutes, they are out of there. Yeah. And they used to come to Vegas from Florida and go back to Atlanta and then come back to Phoenix. It's like, duh, who's making that schedule? I, yeah, that, 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 that's not good, but, but you're right. And you, you'll see a guy who, who, uh, who wrecks and his night's done and the, and the, and the trailer's out like immediately they're, they're, they're off to the next, wherever the next race is. They, they, they load that thing up and they're gone uh, before, before the race is over. I happen to be going to uh, Scottsdale to see a friend of mine one week, between races, I forget if mm-hmm. if they were going oh, from here to an there, army or, of them. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The, yeah. the caravan of eighteen wheelers. Well, that race yesterday, the restrictor plate racing is unbelievable. You got to go swing it for the fences. I, he didn't even get a chance to. I mean, he was out there puttering around, but I, I thought Tyler Reddick. You look at the good young drivers that are in there. Austin Sindrick ran really well. Guy like McDowell steps up. Then when when McDowell gets to the mile and a half tracks, the over under projected finish for this guy's 23 and a half. I mean, you know, but on restricted plate racing, it, it's it's this incredible and fun anomaly that you don't need the fastest car. You just with the draft, everybody's car improves. And if you get pushed by the right guy at the right time, you know, the key is to be on restricted plate. It's like Talladega. 
Daytona kind of turned into Talladega. We had the big accident last year with Ryan Newman at the end. and But they had the early big one at Daytona. It's all about just survive. I mean, Hamlin was in with the chance, and it was the, the green flag pits, or Hamlin had the two best cars on the track were Hamlin and Austin Dillon. But you've got to, it's amazing, you have to pit with teammates and friends to get a line going to get up to speed. And basically, Hamlin lost the line and was all the way at the back. And he was frustrated, he said afterward. Because, and I thought the same thing. They were single file until two to go. That he thought if other guys had moved out and, and made the move earlier, he could have been there. But Denny Hamlin was brilliant. He at the beginning, he said this is he could just sense it. He goes, This is a you know, a grenade with the pin open. And he just went to the back and they all wrecked. And then there he was. But you know, Hamlin was going for history three in a row. But it's their biggest race of the year. It was wildly entertaining. Uh but boy, oh boy. D- Dylan that finished accident. fourth, is that right? Who? Dylan? Didn't, yes, I third, I believe. Third? Third. No. I think it was McDowell, uh, Elliott, Dillon, I believe. Harvick was fourth. Okay. I think, yeah, Har- yeah, I think you're right. You're right. And then, and then uh, by the way, Carl Larson finished 10. He raced well. Yeah, no, I mean, you just got to be there in the right place at the right time, and, and hopefully you, you get the right dance partner. But I got to tell you, maybe it was at night because it was nighttime, and even every little spark that comes off. But when... That accident happened, and the, the flame shot out of all those cars. But you, I mean, first of all, when Kislowski hit the wall, he got spun. He, I will I'll never forget this. I was, uh, I was doing a sports cast at the Empire Sports Network that night, 20 years ago. And the Dale Earnhardt thing, it just looked like such a complete nothing burger. Yeah. It looked like nothing. But... You know, when you are going and make that turn, the G-forces, I guess, when you, even though the car didn't get all that mangled up, mm-hmm. it's, it's just it jerks your neck forward, and he didn't have the, oh, well, I should know what it's called. Yeah. It begins with an H. Uh, the, the, the neck The device. harness. No, oh, there's a neck it, device. Yeah, it's har- harm? I'll figure. I'll, Something. I'll look it up. I should, it, uh, it should be on the tip of my neck. But it, he, Kozlowski did the exact same thing that happened to Earnhardt. Yeah. And Earnhardt, and they said this yesterday, his legacy, all the great things he did on the track, there's not been a fatality since. Ryan Newman was was the, the you know, probably uh, the closest. As to I understand it. it, part of the problem is that Earnhardt liked to drive way up on the wheel. So his body is up against, almost against the wheel. I don't know how you can steer. steer I think it's the Hans that. device. But Hans, that's right. But apparently that was part of the problem with the wreck, that he, was, he his body was so close to the steering wheel that that was part of the problem in why he passed away. Yeah, well, he's, he's, not to be grisly, I, I think he just he, I think he broke his neck. Okay. Because you know, okay. he was not wearing the, the neck I, device. I, you're right, and, and it is Hans. Um, I, I don't know. I, I heard something about had to do with someone. You, you knew right away someone peeked in, the first guy there peeked oh, in. Oh, and, and the hand would come yeah. and they know. Uh, but thankfully, I mean, it was wildly entertaining. Uh, they start with their biggest race of the year. But it, it's uh, that's fun, isn't it, though, to see a guy like that? Yeah. McDowell, who just is a, he plugs around and plods around. And for, he couldn't believe it. Did, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the irony is, I guess his best friend is Trevor Bain. I didn't know The that. guy who won the Daytona okay. 500 never won another thing. Okay. 
Yeah, all the drivers in all the uh, post-race interviews said how happy they were for McDowell. So he must be a very likable guy. All right. Well, you're a likable guy, Stevie. I don't race cars, though. Yeah, but, I, well, you're a good passenger. I just picked you up at the tire store. <laughs> put your, put your seatbelt on. Safety first. All right. It's a brand new week. We're glad to be with you here on the uh, Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius Channel 204. Chuck Esposito's an hour two. Scott Farrell's coming up. 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, hey, don't forget, by the way, just tell you early in the week, if you're a hockey fan, Saturday nights at midnight, we do a hockey show with our buddy Cam Stewart, and we get you ready to jumpstart a brand new week. Speaking of hockey, Steve and I are going to dive into here on the holiday. we got a one afternoon game and a busy slate of games in the NHL, the NBA. We'll dive into that. Brand new week. Glad to be with you. Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming to you from Las Vegas right here on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Did you notice a little bit over the weekend we're getting there? Slowly but surely we're getting there. I came up with this thing last week, and I think it was right. These guys like each other. They're in the – I mean, it's not a bad thing. Right. They're all going through the same thing. You know, remember they had the situation with Vegas – where they didn't know if they were going to play the next night, and Anaheim practiced, it, and then they did. But Anaheim said, "Well, we're worried. We're worried about them. You know, we, we hope everybody's okay over there, which is it's nice. It's a sportsmanship, but I think they're all going through the same thing. Vegas went up to San Jose. Now that's a rivalry, and they got into it a little bit. Yeah. Right, that game had more bite to it than any game we had seen to this point." Then yesterday was just a good, fun hockey game. And you had the Graves guy not coggling on the seat of his pants. A late whistle. And they kind of came and defended him a little bit, like pushing and shoving. Not no, jumping no. the guy. But in the Vegas-San Jose game, they were running the goalies. Yes. So that game had a bite to it. Yes, it did. A lot of these games... It's been like Arizona and St. Louis, the holiday. They're playing an afternoon game today. This is the seventh game in a row these guys are playing. I, I It's almost like, it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's like a beer league. Hey, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, it's going to heat up once you know, with the intensity and the points. And the, but it's slowly starting to get there. But this has been the weirdest damn thing watching this all year long. I can't get a gauge on it. 
I, I, I get uh, the handicapping. I'm sorry. The handicapping end of it. Yes. I thought the intensity would right out of the gate, back to back games. I thought this thing would fire up. I'm with you, Brian. I, I thought the same thing, and, and we really haven't seen it yet. I, I think this Colorado Vegas series is going to get that way. I, I, we saw a little. The, you mentioned the Graves thing. There was also uh, Haig got into it with somebody uh, a, a little bit. I, I think as, as this series goes along, it'll pick up. I mean, the, these teams, they, they know that, that they're the class of that division, uh, so, so they want each other pretty badly. Boy, Colorado is fast. Every guy that steps on the ice for them is a rocket sled. And again, I'm, I'm so impressed. The, the one thing I really don't understand about this season is when these guys have been out for a couple of weeks with COVID and, and you know, Dallas didn't get off and, and Florida because they were playing Carolina. But so, so they miss a week or two and they step on the ice like they haven't missed any time at all. That's what's unbelievable to me with these teams. I don't get it. Well, in such a truncated schedule, in other sports, we say this, it's horse racing. So I use horse racing a lot in sports handicap. <laughs> I mean, there are the same premises. Sure. And one of the, I used to be like the an on-track analyst and, you know, when you're describing what, how you, you're picking a race. But you would say this about a horse, freshness is an asset. Right now, but then we always sit the at the end of a football season. Do you rest guys? You know, you don't want to get guys hurt. You don't want rust to creep in. A bye in the first month of a football season is a bad thing. Correct. Later in the year, you rest some of the aching bones. So when you get the bye in football, it's actually a very big thing. But the thing that's happening here, and I, there's the one other aspect of this that we're talking about, I really believe, Stevie, it is the ability to practice. Okay. That is what it is that's making the difference. Because these teams, okay, play a game, ice tub, you know, virtual meetings, do it again. And they're in this grind. But when you can step away from it for a day or two and the coach can work on a couple of things, let's try this, freshen it up, keep it interesting. We've seen this before. I mean, Arizona – before they went to St. Louis, got a couple of practices in. Lost the first game 4-3. They were right there. And then won the next three. So these teams that have the ability to get practices in, when you, if you're handicapping these hockey games, look at that. Watch for that. Because that if you find a team with a three-day break, because everybody's back-to-back nights or every other night. Yeah. If you see someone with a three- or a four-day break, know that they're going to take huge advantage of that. And I think off the off the shelf, and how it's different. What was it about? It was only like four years ago, wasn't it, when they brought the bye weekend to give teams a rest? Yeah. In the back third of the season. And the team would come off the bye the first year. If they came off a bye and played a team that had already had a game under their belt, mm-hmm. The team that had a game under their belt in those situations, I remember it was like 14-2. and two, They won. Right. So the NHL said, that's a horrible. Right. Uh, it's not Scenario. level. It's not yeah. a level playing field. So then they made it for the most part, found ways from the schedule maker at the outset of a season to have both teams coming off a bye. And that did level the playing field out. 
But in this deal, you got teams all over the place now coming off an unexpected break. Yeah, I, I think it's a combo, Brian. I, I think that you've got a, a good point there. Uh, practice is, is very important with, uh, with this uh, truncated schedule, uh, playing every other night for the most part. I think we saw it with Vegas. They got a couple of days to work on the power play, and their power play is a lot better now. Well, honestly, to me, there's one huge reason. What's the difference? Cody Glass. Cody Glass. A kid. But, and I'm like, he lives in front of the net. Well, it's two no, things. Nobody else is going there. And he's, he's got the cross-crease passes. He's a real crafty playmaker. But what what a revelation for this kid who put 20 pounds on, had a knee injury, put 20 pounds on, and you're trying to get this guy to find his way. Well, he's back in more than finding his way. He's surrounded by good players. But he has been the guy that has just opened everything up on the power play. Absolutely. Uh, real gritty in there in front of the goal because we saw Tuck in front of the goal last night, yesterday, didn't do it the way Glass was doing it. The other thing that Glass has done, and they worked on this in practice, get below the goal line in situations to get the puck and then move the puck low to high. That works really well on the power play. It's working now for the night. So, again, you're right, Brian. They had time to work on that, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, and their power play is a lot better now. Well, let's just go through a couple of these games. So you got St. Louis and Arizona, and you know we, we get the uh, afternoon games, so – that's that also can be weird. The, the 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 teams when you're not when you're used to playing night 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 and then you throw in an afternoon game. It's just a weird time thing for the body, and, and they may not play that well this game. It may be kind of a sloppy, sluggish game. Well, well it's an earlier game because they want to let St. Louis get out of Dodge and get away from Arizona. Um, <laughs> St. Louis is a dollar twenty favorite. The total's five and a half, shaded to the under. You're never going to see this. Ever, ever, ever again, a team plays somebody seven games in a row right. in, in the regular season. And it's honestly, when you watch Arizona surviving in this series, albeit St. Louis has won the last two, but Arizona's been picking up points. I think this is one of these things that maybe sends Arizona on their way because I think they've played right there with St. Louis. They've been great games. It could. They've got some good young kids. As long as Kemper's in goal, uh, they're a team to be reckoned with. When, when On nights that he's off, not the same team. All right, you want me to give you one, just what we're talking about? Okay. Later tonight, Anaheim's playing San Jose. Unbelievable. What would you think the number would be for this game, just out of curiosity? At right? San Jose? Yeah. Uh, I'm close to a pick. I, I, San Jose, I don't understand them. Well, close to a pick's fine. Anaheim minus 15 cents. No, That's, I don't buy that. But here's the deal. San Jose just played a hard-fought game at Vegas on Saturday. But we just saw Anaheim a couple of games here in Vegas. I thought they were the better team in, game, in the first game. Yeah. I thought they should have won. They had more chances. And, and they did. They should have won. And then they win a one nothing game against Vegas. Well, that was on the 11th. Here's what I'm telling you. Anaheim has had three days off. Anaheim has practiced, had a practice coming into this game, or a couple of practices. Right. So we'll see if that little theorem works. Their forecheck was really good against the Knights. So see if they if they if they start out forechecking. This is another thing about in-game wagering. If if Anaheim starts out with a good forecheck, that'll probably continue through the night and then look to play them in game.
Uh, this season in hockey, it, it's fun because it's all brand new. The college basketball stuff is that's odd. Is oh, the game we were supposed to play is canceled. Let's here, this other team's going to fly in and play a game. That's the crazy thing you got with the hoops, and we'll dive into that too because you know you're going to be getting to the point with this NCAA tournament. Are they going to be able to get through this? Thing? That's going to be fun. All right, we're in Las Vegas. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. You can follow them on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. We're glad to be with you. We're coming right back. Keep us here on the Sports Grid Radio Network to Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Wilson, Steve Sadshot. Another storm. Let me tell you, folks, look out. I'll just say that because the last one came through here. And that's the one that dumped the foot on New York. Okay. Whatever that, what was that? 10 days or two weeks ago? 10 days ago? I don't pay attention to the weather. Whoa, whoa. You didn't pay attention to the weather on Saturday around here? Oh, oh no. I, Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, so the, the, there's the polar vortex thing. It's impacting everybody. Let me tell you, if, if, if the last one did what it did to the East Coast, duck. Yeah. This thing come through here. And we, you know, I don't ever remember, you know, the jet stream being this low where this stuff comes from the Pacific and comes up from here. Usually swoops down through the, being the, the hippy-dippy weatherman. It usually comes from the northwest down into the Midwest and then angles its way back to the northeast. This thing's generating itself from down below south southern California coming through. Saturday, I'm like watching, what was I watching? Hockey, horses, whatever the heck I was doing. And my wife comes running out. She goes, the 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 TV just went nuts. The alert, alert. I'm like, well, what? In the next 40 minutes, 70 mile an hour winds. They weren't joking. I mean, this thing. So I ran out and I, I hunkered down all the, you know, the backyard and try to right. keep stuff from doing Toto and flying around. Yeah. It was nuts. Did you? And I was out in Summerlin. We didn't get it. I mean, it was bad, but it was more, I guess, out towards Henderson and, and Boulder City. This thing went right across the valley. No, we didn't lose power, but a lot of people lost power. But it was for what? Uh, an hour and a half. It was like 60, 60 mile an hour sustained winds. Oh, it, it was it, insane. It was bad up at my house, too. So my power didn't go out, but my internet did. Yeah. And, it, and it went out right before they start the main event for UFC, Oops. which I'm scoring. <laughs> Not fun. Yeah, man. Anyway, this is nasty. Hopefully, when you get these bad storms, after many, many years of Buffalo, you, know, you get that 50-degree day in February, and you know, you go, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying this, but I know what it means. It means the bomb is behind it. Yeah. You know, hopefully, this is the, the tail end of it. You know, there's the, the final big push in the weather change. That would be nice. And then bring on that warm stuff. Give me the 80 degrees, baby. Uh, let's go to the NBA. What do you want to know? 
Uh, let's see, Ke- Kevin Durant is out to- yeah. tonight and tomorrow with a hamstring. Uh, Anthony Davis re-injured his Achilles last night for the Lakers. He's getting an MRI today. My guess is that he won't play on Tuesday, and he may miss a few games. We'll see. Uh, Joel Embiid with a back injury questionable tonight for Philadelphia. And by the way, Philadelphia, they're right back doing what they did last year. They're 11-2 and two at home. They're a monster at home. Yeah. And they're just as ordinary as you can be on the road. <laughs> Obviously, they're 7-7, seven and seven, which is an hideous, I guess. If you're dominant at home and 500 on the road, that's actually not a bad formula for safety's sake. But they're at Utah tonight, and that's kind of a big boy matchup. Utah is a seven and a half point favorite. Total on the game is two twenty five and a half. But you look at you know Philly on this Western road swing. They wanted Sacramento, which normally you'd say well, no big deal, but Sacramento's actually much improved. But then they lose to Phoenix, or I'm sorry, they they lose by four to Portland, then they lose by nine to Phoenix. So this is their last game of one of these four-game long trips. And again, I come back to being Dr. Phil a little bit. That I just, I wonder if these guys mentally check out. They're like, okay, this we've done it. Let, let's get out of here. And, and what I tell you, the first game of a long road trip, these teams know this is not going to be fun. But the, you, you're going to get whatever focus they have. You're getting it on the beginning of a road trip. So they, they go in and they, they stomp on Sacramento and then lose the next two. And now they're like, we're sick of this. Please get us back to Philadelphia. And they're playing a really good Utah team. Uh, Utah, Wait, how, Utah, Utah flies under the radar. Yeah, they, they sure do. Um, I, yeah, that, that's one of my angles. So the last game of a road trip, I think even stronger, the first game home after a road trip. They they are mentally not there. Yeah, you know what? Home. Cam Stewart and I were doing podcasts and some of the stuff we're talking about. That's always been a long, tried and true one. The first game home from a long road trip. Um, Cam may be onto something here. He he's believing in. It's actually proven itself out a little bit so far since he mentioned this. It's the second game home. It's like they get back home. And they're exhausted and they're tired. And, you know, they get home, probably crash the first day, you know, uh, go in, have a workout, and then play the game. But once once you're home and you're entrenched now, and you have the family and the kids and the – but there, there's – the air goes out of the balloon once they're back home and settled in. And, you know, it, it actually what he's been talking about since he's mentioned that about three weeks ago – that's actually kind of proven itself to be true. It, it's fun, but because we're not talking about games, Stevie. When you, when you, you're handicapping these games, you can have all the power ratings you want, oh. but if they mean nothing, you know, because you have to put into the quotient the situational aspect of every game. Right. Uh, I I know in the NFL, and this doesn't happen so much anymore, but it used to be where every season. There were four or five teams that would have a three-game road trip. And that first game back home after the three-game road trip for those teams, you could, uh, you could count on a loss. And what you could really count on was the under in that first game home. I, I think, you know, th- these guys, they get home and the wife's got a honeydew list a mile long and the kids want to play. So their minds are not – I'll look at it for that second game. But think the first about, game to think me. Because I thought it was like the play of our lifetime. This is about five, six years ago, maybe longer. 
Yankees Red Sox on a Sunday night. Right? Okay. Without even telling you what happened, you can guess it was a four-hour baseball game. Except it was a four-hour baseball game plus because the game went like 16 innings. And then Boston's hopping on a plane. The worst trip, in, in if you've ever done it, it's beautiful up there. But it's the most horrific flight is flying to Seattle. Okay. Because you're literally sitting there looking out the right side of the window, and you see Mount Rainier for an hour. <laughs> you're like, are we there yet? It's just it's like a flight that never ends. And you're going, Boston's going to go out there. They're, they're going to get crushed. And they went out there, won the first game, and then they got crushed the next three. They won the first one. Okay. So it's it's like, it's funny. I didn't, when that letdown time, what our buddy Adam Burke will be with us tomorrow. He he, he what's it called? The circadian rhythms. Oh. <laughs> you know all that kind of nonsense. But there's something to that, and the one that's always worked is the West Coast teams traveling east right. to play an early game right. because they're. Their body is all, still tuned into yeah. the Pacific time zone. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about. I, I don't know anything about circadian rhythms. I thought those were the bugs that made that noise in the bushes in the summer. Anyway, um, well, that too. Um, but but you're right. It's all about the body clock and 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 how you feel. And and you'll see it in 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 hockey, basketball, baseball. Uh, a, a team that just doesn't have it that day. Again, if it's if it's a game that's being played earlier than they're used to. The, the body's not ready to play that game at that time. And you can tell right away, again, in-game wagering, boys. All right, so we got games here on a Monday. No afternoon games in the NBA. Indiana's 5.5 at home to Chicago, total 224.5. Houston and Washington. Now, Washington's got Beal back. Uh-huh. Big difference. Look, look at the way they played against Boston. Yeah. You know, it looks like Beal is something special. Uh, Houston's 1.5, total's 230.5. Atlanta is at Madison Square Garden, lane two, totals 218. The Philly game we just talked about, I mean, Philly's a good basketball team. Yeah, that's Utah's, Sacramento? Utah's, no. Oh, Utah. Utah's lane, seven and a half. Who does Sacramento play? Totals 225 and a half. Yeah, getting there. Okay. Um, Clippers are three and a half, total 216, hosting Miami. Clippers have two guys questionable, George and uh, Leonard. And Miami's got Butler back, right? So they're finding, starting. But I think Miami's going to go on a tootsie roll here pretty soon. When they get when they get everybody healthy, that that's a good team. Oh, I mean, what they showed me in the bubble. I mean, if they had not had injuries, I really think they could have won the thing. Um, so here we go, Steve. I mean, honest Scott, same thing we're talking about. Miami. Let me just double check this. Miami starting a two, four, six, a seven game road trip. Oh, right. Yeah. What do they do? First game of the seven game road trip, they win at Houston, 101 94. These teams are ultra focused on getting, I'm telling you, getting a long road trip off to a good start. I, I, I agree with that. The, the thing for me with Miami right now is Drajic. He's so important to them and he's not healthy. When he gets healthy, they'll go on a roll. Then we get Cleveland at Golden State. What do you? By the way, Golden State. You know they get the horrible news at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and last year was a complete throwaway. You know, Golden State six and four in their last ten. They're up to the eight seed. 
Yeah, they're a little up and down. They'll, they'll, they'll play good for a while, and then they won't play so well for a while. Well, have, have, helps having a guy that flushes nothing <laughs> no, but net. No, I know. All the time. But the Golden State, looking about a nine-point favorite, total 227 against Cleveland. Now, Brooklyn and Sacramento. Brooklyn's laying four. The total is 243. Now, there's no Durant. No Durant, and he won't play tomorrow either. And then for Sacramento, watch out for Fox. He, he's got a knee injury. He played through it last night, but he made comments about it uh, yes, yeah, after the game last night. Because so. if these guys were healthy, 243 is not even in the same county of what the total should be. Yeah. No, right. that's, that's, but, but if you're saying Durant... And that doesn't mean the Nets can't go light it up with the other guys. Correct. But if but Fox is the guy that stirs the drink. The Halliburton yeah. kid is really yeah. good. And just the have fact you seen that kid's jump shot? I have not. It is the ugliest. It's like what? It's like a. It's almost it's even worse than a shot put, and it all it does is go in. And and for Fox, just know that just because he plays doesn't mean that you can go. Oh, okay, I'll bet the over now. Because if he's not healthy, he's not the same guy. So if, if he's out there playing, you know, at 75%, you're not going to get the points from him you normally would. Well, I would think the other thing is if, if he can play, but he's, he's trying to get through it, this might be an in-game thing to watch. Maybe there's a real in-game. Because his thing is up-tempo, attack the rim. If the knee is to the point and you watch and he becomes more of this floor general and they're calling set plays then the tempo of the game is gone right and this thing won't get anywhere near 243 right. you'll be able to know i think you'll be able to figure that out in the first five six minutes yeah. of this game yep so i i would say maybe more than who wins the game watch the first five six minutes of the game i think you'll get a real read on the on the tempo and even the first three minutes of the game if it's a half if, if sacramento's showing you nothing but half court that thing's going to slow down no problem. All right, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Stevie Slapshot. I invite you, please follow me at Brian Blessing. We love doing this. Our producer, Chris Pavone in New York. Stevie's thoughts taking us to the top of the hour. Hour number two, Chuck Esposito. Great odds maker from Sunset Station is going to join us. So keep it right here on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Head of the starting gate, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, on a holiday mood day. Brian Blessing, huh? Otis Redding. Yeah. Otis Redding for you. We jumped off the dock and started singing this. By the way, Dock of the Bay never got finished. It what? It never got finished. You notice at the end, he he whistles, right? Yeah. Steve, do you know who Steve was Cropper is? Another... Steve Cropper, who was in Blue... Uh, uh, Blues Brothers, yeah, Blues Brothers, and played with uh, Booker T and the MGs. He wrote that song. What 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 we hear now is the hit was a demo for the producers, and Cropper had not written. There was going to be a final the verse. final verse, and then unfortunately Otis passed away in a plane crash. Right, but but remember back then, 
the songs could only be two minutes and 30 seconds. Right, right. <laughs> Unless you fudged on, on how, what you wrote. There was a song that was like 350 that they wrote 305. I forget which song it was. And the, well, Bohemian Rhapsody, they just blew the no, whole thing before, up. No, <laughs> before that, before that. It, it may have been a Righteous Brothers song. Anyway, I wanted to, for, for you guys, uh, this will help you with your handicapping, hopefully. When a guy goes to get an MRI, you can almost, like Anthony Davis last night, re-injured the Achilles. He's getting an MRI today. I, I can almost guarantee you he will not play Tuesday. And, and, and again, in his case, this has been a recurring injury. I would think the Lakers would want to rest him, and he'll, he'll probably miss a couple of games. But when these guys go to get MRIs, that usually means that that injury is significant enough that they're going to miss at least a game or two. So when a guy goes for an MRI, just figure it into your handicapping. That guy's probably not in the lineup the next game. He's our resident injury dude. That's been my experience over the years. All right, we got hour number two coming up. Chuck Esposito joins us today. We start the week with Chuck. We end the week. We love going out to Sunset Station on a Friday. Great guests throughout the course of the week. Brand new week underway. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Stevie Slapshot on the other side. I'm Brian Blessing. Chris Pavone, our producer in New York. He's been absolutely a treat to work with. We're not done yet. Coming back to Vegas.